Welcome to episode 21 of Teach Me Tiger. Righty tidy, lefty yeah. Lucy. I always write that on my hands. Righty tidy, lefty Lucy? Yeah. Righty tidy, really funny, actually, lefty Lucy. Yeah. That's what I called my boobs. <laughs> Righty tiny, lefty Lucy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what kind of mood are we in? <laughs> How's it going? Great. Welcome to Teach Me Tiger Podcast, Sarah. Oh, welcome to Teach Me Tiger Podcast, Mel. Thanks. Welcome to your basement studio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some sucker has all our kids today. <laughs> We're never Sorry, coming Amelia. back. <laughs> oh my God, I made the best thing yesterday. I have this plan. My friend Ryan came over. Yeah. And he and then he left to go get something from town for me. And I and I was babysitting a bunch of kids. And I said, Ryan, wouldn't it be hilarious if I hid behind the door? So he comes in the house. Yeah. And then I'm like, later, sucker. And I grab his keys and take <laughs> off because he'd have to stay. Like, you can't leave kids alone. <laughs> and I just peace out. Then he'd have to fucking take care of all the kids. And he'd be hood. Like, you wouldn't even know what happened. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. And then he'd be like, well. I guess I gotta do I this I gotta thing. Do this thing now. You do a great job. I know you really would. You're hired, Ryan, for free. Yeah, congratulations. Sucker. By the way, Ryan, on yeah. your new job. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> oh, should we tell people what the show is? Which wait, what number is this one? Episode twenty-one. Holy shit! We can drink in the states now, but we've already been drinking for two years in Canada, so it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah. Well, and then we could drink in Quebec like three years ago. Yeah. And like secretly we've been stealing wine from our parents' basement for like six years now. I know. We're basically middle-aged. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah. Let's tell everyone welcome. what they want to know. <laughs> what they want to know. What the fuck is this shit? Why what? haven't I turned it off yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> welcome to Teach Me Tiger. Where your best, your best, best, best podcast pals, your best ones, talk to some of their, that is to say, our bestest, smartest pals. Yeah. And um, then we learn about new things. That's what we do. That's pretty accurate, That's right? That's very accurate. Yeah. I've heard it called a, um, a semi-educational pod- comedy podcast yes that's a term that's been thrown around in reference to our podcast before yes, certainly like mostly yeah. by us <laughs> right we sometimes toss that one around sometimes mm-hmm. hmm. we're informational we're informational like the phone book <laughs> we're outdated a little heavy <laughs> a bit soggy from being left in the on the doorstep 
No one really wants us, but everyone keeps us anyway. You keep us around. Just in case for that. You never know <laughs> when you're going to need us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this has taken a really weird turn. Yeah. And ba- a bad one. We're your favorite neighbors on your doorstep getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> Melody Starkweather. And Sarah Wright. Cool. I like that. To my right. Oh, to the left, to the left. Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce. The spirit of Beyonce is strong in the studio today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sarah, how was your week? Tell me, did anything interesting happen to you this week? I went to the crazy, like, rave house party that oh, you yeah. also went to. It was crazy. All our favorite neighbors were there. Unless yeah. you're listening and you weren't there. Uh, Amelia was there. You're also my favorite Amelia neighbor. and Jamie weren't there. That's so true. most of most of our favorite neighbors Some were of there. the people we know. <laughs> it was crazy. It was great. We stayed out till like, 2 in the morning. We danced. We danced. We danced. People did mushrooms. I didn't personally, but it was cool. Like it's like the one time a year all the grown ups, as my kids call them, mm-hmm. just go wild, man. And yeah. like it's like a rave. You walk in the door and there's like fucking laser lights and like a DJ. Like it's it was crazy. wild. Yeah. And like Oh, it's space themed. Like UFO sculptures hanging all over the place. Right. Yes, that's right. Because um Heidi Tabor does it and she's a fucking she's hero. A she's the hostess and... with the mostest. Yeah, she really is. Yeah. She's a great gardener too. She is. She's really great good. librarian. She's very good looking. Beautiful. Really funny. Really funny. Man. Good dancer. And the tush on that one. What right? a tush. What a tush. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we did that and that was really fun. Yeah. Um Cool. Cool. Are you still recovering, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm recovering. I've been watching my child and your child, and I've run Amelia's child for two days. And <sighs> man, fucking kids. little kids, eh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus intense. Christ! Yeah. yeah, I'm about to have my two day stint. Yeah, sucker. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna, gonna be good. I'm gonna tag two. You're better it. at it than me. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that's nice of you to say, but. But, but I mean, but, we're but. all on the verge of a serious mental breakdown all mm-hmm. the time. People uh-huh. with small children, 100%. that is to say, hundred percent. Yeah. So, how was your week? hard to say what who's if- doing better and who's not? We're all who's- doing terribly. We're all doing a really <laughs> bad job. So good for us. How What'd was you do? my week? What'd you do? Uh, well, I yeah, I went to the fun party, and yesterday I had to put our 18 year old cat gizmo down Mm -hmm. and it was really sad Mm -hmm. he was a very nice boy my little ode to gizmo I just want to say gizmo's most redeeming quality was that he consistently let small children really manhandle him and he never ever maybe once or twice scratched but like he would just let them do anything unless they were really hurting him and then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then he'd just get out he, he was such a, just such a patient guy with kids, which is really nice. What a nice guy. Oh, what gizmo. a nice guy. Okay. Oh, so I got home. Holly got home from school and she's like, is Gizmo gone? Actually, she said, where is Gizmo? And wanted me to show her the body, which was kind of like, <laughs> no, you <laughs> freak. Uh, amazing. Um, but she was like, I want to go get a new cat today. And I was like, no, we're going next week. Just kidding. Let's go tomorrow after school. So we're going to get a new cat today. Yes! Oh, my God. He's so excited. <laughs> I know, right? Just kidding. Like, I'm sad about Gizmo, but I'm really excited because I'm going to get a new cat today. Yeah, you are. And it's probably either going to be a cat named Greg yeah. or a cat named Flora. Oh, you I should know. get 
both of them. Greg I can't and Flora, it, man. Beautiful. They're like it's like a hundred and sixty dollars. It's like a hundred dollars. Like oh my god! <laughs> but when I got my cats in Toronto, it it was during like adoption blitzes, so I only yep. ever paid twenty bucks. So a hundred and sixty dollars? What? Except it pays for like their spaying and neutering what? and all the and shots. So it's actually shut, shut, shut. cheaper than all the vet stuff. Yeah, fuck, anyway. man. We wanted to get a barn cat from our neighbor Alan, and we'd have to like do all the shit. Yeah, it's gonna cost like five hundred bucks. Well, and if the you cat's want a kitten, free. you should go to the shelter. <laughs> I don't. Penny just wanted that cat specifically. But I mean, if she wants to, whatever. But I digress. If she wanted to save up for but a cat, I she would be high. better off. She would be better off to pay for the fee to adopt a kitten at a shelter. Yeah, because she was talking about getting the cat. Fixed she should bring the cat. Stuff. She should get the kitten, bring it to the shelter, and then come back in two weeks and right. fucking adopt it. Boom! <laughs> Play the system, girl. I wonder if you could do that. Can and can she like, make a profit you? somehow? Like, yeah. can she just bring a bunch of cats in and then? If she could steal <laughs> some ketamine from, yeah, the vet, so yeah. we could sell it. Yeah, cool, perfect, awesome. I just, you know, it's like we get together and magic happens. Magic happens. How do we come up with all of these ideas, and why are we sharing them on? On the airwaves. What, are we going to make everybody rich? Jeez. <laughs> you owe us, audience. Each and every Please one of you. Please go to patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast to pay us back yeah. monthly. <laughs> monthly. It's a payment plan. It's a lot. Pay us a lot. Or a little. Pay Just us, give us some money. Get, we really want to make shit. We have a button maker machine. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, so if anyone Were wants to know why we want aware? money, we have to like get a graphic designer to help us with some graphics. Yeah. And we need to pay to like have things printed and fabricated. So like we're fabricating for- this story. <laughs> we're going to Cuba. No, we're not. We're, we're not. We want to we make beautiful make swag. things. Yeah. Swag. Yeah. Swag. Pod swag. Pod swag. So swag. give us some money so we can make things for you. Please. Please. <laughs> this is the worst. Everyone has turned us off. Everyone right hates now. us so much. <laughs> Sorry. It's really early in the morning. Aye, aye, aye. Um, so should we get Zoe in here? Yeah. Uh and here's Zoe Liango. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> Why is the crowd so <laughs> That's the internet. <laughs> Anyways, Zoe's gonna come in the studio. <laughs> She'll Great. be here in a second. Uno momento. Uno momento. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> This episode brought to you by Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse is one of our very favorite neighborhood haunts. It's Ooh. on Harriet Street in Perth, Ontario. If you don't live here in beautiful Perth, Ontario, Canada, you should go to their <laughs> website, fieldhouseperth.com, and drool over the food. And then you should come and stay in Perth for a weekend and go to Fieldhouse. Oh my God. Best vacation. I love Fieldhouse. I love yeah, it. It's worth it. Fucking coffee, uh, beer. Wine, cruffins, yeah, sandwiches, sick sandwiches on like fresh baguettes. That they make also. Steak, noodle bowls, f- 
fucking kale salad, soups. They do pizza nights sometimes. They do cookies. They do cookies. All the stuff's very good looking. Yeah. Super stylish. Really nice and friendly. Lots of gluten-free and vegetarian options. Uh Uh-huh. They're so great. There's kombucha. It's like everything you ever wanted. And you feel like really hip. They're the best. Thanks, Fieldhouse. Thanks, Fieldhouse. Thanks, Andrew and Juliana. We love you so much that we made Gregory write write a a song about it. You say there ain't nothing that's better than a muffin. I say, yes, there is. Yes, there is. You say all you want is a buttery croissant. I say, stop right there. Are you aware that there's a cruffin for you, baby? Feel house. That's right, I said, cruffin. I said, feel house. Probably already guessed that it's a cross between a croissant and a muffin. Yeah. Yeah. And it tastes yeah. so good. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> For every boy and girl, you know that baked fresh every day with love. And I, I just can't get I didn't think you could top the song Reach about my box, but <laughs> he's done it again. He's done it again. <laughs> he's a miracle worker. That was Greg Aarons, also known as Very Drunk Greg, from our <laughs> segment. <laughs> also known as He's Mine, Bitches, Back Off, or whatever. Name me a price. <laughs> Give me a cruffin. How much on Patreon? How much, on Patreon? How much do you have to pay for mm, Greg? For a night with Greg. Ooh. This is a fundraiser, folks. Fundraiser, fundraiser. <laughs> a night with Greg. He'll even write a jingle about you. Five hundred dollars a month for one night. Oh, it's that good. Wow. I so have... it's like a payment plan. So yeah. actually, yeah. it's what's the max? Six thousand dollars. Yeah, that's reasonable for if you do it for a year. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Cool. Anyone want Greg that much? <laughs> Ooh. I think I hear someone in the back. Anyone? <laughs> Hello? Hello? We'd like to welcome Zoe Lianga to the show. Hi. I am so excited. That's <laughs> too. Zoe's one of our favorite neighbors. She lives just down the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she's the fiber artist and designer behind mm-hmm. Zoe Emily Designs. And also the mastermind mm-hmm. behind Cordwood Studio. What's your title at Cordwood Studio? Uh, mastermind. Is yes. it Mastermind? Is that your official title? Um, yep. Yeah. Magician. CEO. Founder. Yeah. Person that makes Ma- shit happen. Yeah. Yep. Exec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. CEO exec. Queen. Queen. Queen, Queen of the Cordwood. <laughs> Queen of the Cordwood. <laughs> also janitor, I'd bet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Less glass cleaner, dishwasher, yeah. mm-hmm. sheet cleaner. Sheet clean in the washing machine. Laundress, laundress. <laughs> uh, do you want to? Um, I, we, we, I, I heard <clears throat> someone told me yeah, that you that. said every time you, what was it? Something, the word box. 
you think of Melody's oh, box. I do. Do you want to? That's really nice. Do you want to reach into Melody's box? That's all I'm here for. Oh, <laughs> that's why I came. I know. That's why she came too. Oh. oh. Are we playing the song? Yeah. Uh, well, the song. <laughs> um. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Okay, so we're going to do three. And if you could pass it to Sarah. There's a lot in here. (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) Would you rather never have to sleep again or never have to work again? I never have to sleep again. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You could get so much done. I know. I wish I didn't have to sleep so long always. But sleeping is really great. It feels really good. Mm, Lying down in bed feels great. I don't know what I feel like when I'm sleeping. So (laughs) I guess, yeah, I guess what I'm thinking is like waking up from sleeping. That feeling where you're just like in your bed. Yeah, you're right. Lying in bed. Yeah. That's what it is crashing and lying yeah. down at the end of a long day that's the best but i always you might want- go like psycho though but you wouldn't be able to dream i'm not really a dreamer ben's a dreamer and he talks in his sleep and does he he says the best thing what does he say i just try to pull him out of his dreams but let him in <laughs> and, and write them down just fantastical like wars in other galaxies yeah. and wow. supernatural Cool. Creatures. When my mom was a kid, she would sleep talk. Sleep talk? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and she would wake up with my grandma next to the pillow going, what was that, Deborah Jean? What was that? What? (laughs) Like in her face trying to get her to repeat it. Creepy. Creepy. (laughs) Deborah Jean? Oh. Oh. Okay. Would you rather... Be lost in the bad part of town. And we're not talking Perth. We're talking like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Or lost in the woods. Like the Black Forest. Mm-hmm. San Francisco or Black Forest? <laughs> woods. Woods, woods. Yeah. Really, eh? Yeah. Would you get scared? Uh, probably, yeah. What, what would you do? Imagine you're lost in the woods and you can't get out before dark. What do you do? What's Build a first fire. Thing? Yeah. Cool. What would you do for Climb shelter? Climb a tree. Climb a tree. You'd no. Like get up in the tree. Mm, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fire would catch the or the tree on fire and burn me down to the ground, probably. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. Definitely. No. <laughs> You'd survive. I've heard stories about you living in interesting situations oh yeah like in trees yeah yeah zoe (laughs) so funny so far both your answers are the opposite of what i would have answered oh really just interesting yeah we're just so different i know (laughs) we shouldn't be friends (laughs) oh oh, oh. or you really should yeah you know what i'm gonna bring out the 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 best and opposite you can help when we're in the woods and i'll help us in the inner city there you go does your cheating. vagina have cheating. a name? Cheating. No. <laughs> does does your vagina have a name? No. 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 Did you name your boobs ever? Mm, nope. I just did just <laughs> t- just now, like five minutes <laughs> right ago. Now. Yeah. Righty tidy, mm-hmm. lefty loosey. <laughs> huh? 
Just the only thing I've named is my bike. Oh, what's, what's your yeah. bike's name? Uh, Musty Molly. Oh, she's boy. mustard yellow. Okay, mm-hmm. kind of wanted Cute. a bit of an old-fashioned name. Musty Molly. <laughs> Patter for ten years. She's wow, the best. It's my- like as long as I've had a kid. Yeah. Jeez. Longevity. Yeah. My bike's name is Jean Luc Peugeot. Ooh. Oh, wow, that's true. <laughs> Mine just says Mystique on it. So that's a great name. What color yeah. is it? Silver. It's a low rider. Hmm. It's my mom's. I used to have a banana seat when I was a kid. Rainbow. Yeah. Wow. Seat. I never had Best. a banana seat. What's the why a banana seat? I think they're just hard to fall off of. Oh, okay. And can two kids fit? Can you like? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. there's like a handle on the back of the seat. Right. Too. Right. It was let's, my sister's. Everything I owned was my sister's right. before yeah. mine. Right. And then my brother's. And then yours. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a middle child too. No. Baby. 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 Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sisters, then brothers, then hers. Wow. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Can you? Describe your perfect sandwich. Oh, wow. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> well, Fieldhouse did pop into my head. Their oh, gourd yeah. sandwich. Oh, my God. It's so good. Gourd. Yeah, mm. the gorgeous. Gorgeous. I, I What's on it? Called. Um, I don't know if it's my ideal. You might have to throw some bacon on there for it to okay. make it my ideal sandwich. Let's talk about but, it. But, okay, so pesto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gourds. Roasted squash or right. um, arugula, mm-hmm. some sort of sharp, delicious cheese. Wow. I like just a really, really flavorful cheddar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some bacon. Yeah. That sounds about, good. On yeah, what really kind of bread? Mm. Like, are you a baguette kind of gal? Or, yeah, fresh, fresh sourdough. Mm-hmm. What about, um, oh, sourdough. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, like, mayonnaise and mustard? Not a condiments kind of person. No, no. I'm no? so into condiments. I'm really into mayonnaise. Yeah. With salt and pepper? Yep. Mm-hmm. In a sandwich, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Tons. Yeah. Especially pepper. I probably should. It's like a secret ingredient. You know what I really love to do in sandwiches, a little surprise twist, is uh, <laughs> some fresh herbs. You know, mm. sometimes you have some dill left. You know, you yeah. always have extra cilantro. Cilantro. So good. Yeah. Put mm. it in there. Red onions. Fuck mm. off. Dill in salads. Yes. This was the first summer I've ever done that. Really? Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Opened my eyes. My taste buds. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do so, how's your eyes feeling? Good. Broken. Cool. Yeah. 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 Limbered Ooh. up. <gasps> Icebreakers. Hey, Zoe. Hey. Can you describe what kind of art you do? Um, so I am a felt maker. I build and design textiles from individual fibers with wool fibers, wall hangings, scarves, cowls, vessels, vases, other accessories, bags, bowls. bowls. Yep. You can pretty much Puzzles. build yep, anything when you're working from individual fibers. I'm essentially you're like a 3D fabric. printer. You're a 3D printer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Instead of plastic, I use wool. Wow. Has and anyone I ever told printer. you that before? No, that's I'm going to start using that. Mm-hmm. Really, I yeah, always compare it for people to kind of visualize it to paper making, but it's absolutely nothing like paper right. making. It's only the irregularity of the fibers mashing together that's similar to the way that paper 
right. is mashed together because there's no weave. Mm-hmm. So all the fibers are very irregular. Right. But could be like where I would say more like clay work or something. But like it's fibers yeah. that have a length and are there still. So if you look at felt under a microscope, it's a very irregular compressed fiber fabric. Cool. It's very cool looking how they come together. Fibers are fascinating. They're <laughs> magical. Fibers are fascinating. fascinating. Speaking of magical and fascinating. What's your felting origin story, Zoe? How did it um, all <laughs> I was in school in health sciences for a couple of years, wasn't into it, dropped out, moved in with my sister, was considering going back to school in midwifery. At the time, she no was way. pregnant, so thought it would be a cool experience to be with her while she was having a baby and a home birth and a midwife. Um, so... It, this was in Ottawa. I took a night class at the Richard Robinson Academy of Fashion Design in pattern making. Totally fell in love with it and decided to do the full two-year fashion design program. What? Which was awesome. And my instructors were fabulous. I took history of costume classes, textiles, sewing, pattern making, sketching, just the whole gamut. Wow. And That's so cool. Then after that moved, met Ben in between there in those couple years um yes my partner ben we met tree planting out west and we moved to toronto worked occasionally kind of part-time to occasional work with a weaver doing some powder making for her but mostly made my money working at a restaurant ben and i saved up for a couple years just working our butts off because we knew we wanted to go on a big trip before we settled down and bought property in Ontario and start a small farm. So we went to New Zealand for a year and biked for cycled around for the whole year. And we're on a $15 a day budget for the the year, which was awesome. And it was there that I discovered felt making. And I'd learned about it in textiles classes that I had taken, but I had never actually done any of it in the art classes we had done some silk screening and dyeing and there were a few different textile arts that we had dabbled in in classes but we hadn't done any actual felt making so it was there that I really saw a lot of felt making for the first time and there was one lady's work in particular that I loved so I looked her up and saw that she taught classes went to her small town Te Aroha which is Maori for the love. It's this tiny little town of probably a thousand, fifteen hundred people. She wasn't teaching at the time, but I convinced her to let me just watch her for three days. (laughs) She's so creepy. I love it. I'm just gonna stand here and watch you. She was um, doing some work in prep for a show that she was in in Australia, an exhibit there. So. She let Ben and I stay in her studio, which was above the town's grocery store, the one and only. (laughs) And we, yeah, we stayed there for three days. I watched her during the day. She'd go home. She didn't live at the studio or next to the studio. She lived in the country. So she left and that's when I just started playing and I had seen what she was doing for the day. So kind of generally understood what the process was and just went for it and spent three nights just up all night long, felting. felting and playing with fibers. And Ben set up like a little zone underneath her massive table. So this was a ping pong 
size table yeah okay. that we had this little sleeping zone underneath that cool. Ben would just come and go and he'd go like hiking and come back see what I was up to pass out under the table <laughs> and I just felt it for three days straight and had some naps and went down to the grocery store below bought meat pies and hokey pokey ice cream <laughs> which <laughs> yes. are New Zealand staples the best and I yeah I just made a lot of weird felted stuff and it was right before Christmas. So yeah, I do. And I gave a lot of it away. I sent it home because we were on our bikes. So we yeah, didn't have room right. to be carrying things with us anyways. So well, it was right before Christmas. I was just making stuff, sent it all home and then got to see it again when I came back. What kind and of now, things did you make? Um, bowls, weird little cases, um, like laptop cases, phone cases, just strange little wall hanging things that had stuff sticking out of them and <laughs> colors and working they have a lot of merino and alpaca and other varieties of sheep so just playing a lot with the fibers and textures and right. incorporating other materials her studio was beautiful and she just said use whatever you want and then <sighs> she cool. let me buy a ton of stuff on my way out and yeah, nice. bring it with me so new zealand's known for having a lot of sheep right so I'd imagine that's and like rocks. the place you want to go to <laughs> New <Yeah>. Zealand rocks. <laughs> Did you guys watch Flight of the Concord? Yes, yeah. obviously. <laughs> obviously. Just making sure you get my reference. You made me did. That's why I said rocks. <laughs> right. New Zealand rocks. Right. <clears throat> anyway. Um, did yeah, you that see Jermaine? Like no, I did not meet Jermaine. Brit. 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 What no. about Greg? But honestly, everybody in New Zealand is like Jermaine and Brit. They're all the same. Everybody. <laughs> Like, Jermaine and Brett in New Zealand wouldn't be no, uh, that different from everybody else. They're all hilarious and awesome, just like them. They That's are. fucking New Zealanders are the most really phenomenal people. That was incredible. <laughs> Can wow. you do the rest of this interview in that accent? Yeah. I'll, I'll try to. I'll probably turn to another accent, though. <laughs> like, Australian? <laughs> like, well, British. What was the, uh, remember in one of the concords, it was like... Oh, the Australians, they're all like, where's the car? Like, but we're like, where's the car? <laughs> no, the best is farmer. Farmer? Um, I'm a farmer. What? A farmer? What's a farmer? a farmer? No, no, a farmer. Yeah. Cool. We were uh, at a spot where <clears throat> they had discovered that you could ask Google to search something. Okay. So we were on this farm, a sheep farm in Waimati, New Zealand, which is the South Island east coast where there it's the only spot in new zealand where they have wallabies but anyways we were at their table eating dinner with them that we were there for two weeks and they were trying to tell google to search for white-tailed deer and so we're they're looking into the computer saying google look up white-tailed deer and ben and i were just sitting back like and it the weirdest things would pop up like nothing because it couldn't, Google couldn't, couldn't figure it out. Because it's all American. Yeah. So then they'd be like, okay, so you say it. And like, white-tailed deer. Sure enough, it pops yeah. up. Like, Wikipedia page, white whatever. White-tailed deer. And they, they were so confused. They they couldn't they understand the why or... they... Yeah, they, they really couldn't yeah. hear the difference. Yeah. It was great. Well, I mean, do you guys <laughs> feel like you have an accent? Everybody feels no. like they don't have an accent, Yeah, right? exactly. Yay. Yay. But, yeah, but... Yeah, but... Can you, like, real quick... Describe what felting is. Like you said, it's fibers and they're... Bubble wrap. Pool noodles, huh? Mm. I know. 
pretty sophisticated materials. And <laughs> yeah, it's what, fine. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you 3D printers. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Basically, fibers have scales on them. It's the scales that interlock together to become a fabric. So it's the felt maker that makes that, applies the friction that moves all the fibers around to make the fibers bump up against each other and the scales interlock creating fabric. The more and more friction and manipulating, the tighter the scales lock and a fabric is made and you can manipulate that fabric in so many different ways to strategically shrink it in places and not shrink it in other places to do three-dimensional stuff. Um, Fibers are so different. They range in the length, which is the staple of the fiber, um, how thin it is, which is the micron count. So a really fine, fine, fine fiber would have a really low micron count. And that's Mm -hmm. just the, a micron is just the, width of the fiber so to tell really us coarse ones tell us a kind of fiber like what animal has like a fine fiber uh like the cat? finest fiber in the world is kiviet which is the undercoat of the muskox and it's also the world's most expensive fiber it's a dollar fifty per gram oh my and God. like it to put it in perspective, if I'm making a cowl, let's just say a really simple cowl, I'd use about 50 grams oh, of that fiber okay. so it's it's an expensive fiber. Cashmere is also very fine and beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's camel fibers that would be again the undercoat of the camel because camel right. has hair as well. There's the whole camelid family, which is alpaca, camel, vicuña, which is a tiny llama that lives in South America. How small is it? Um, probably like two feet tall. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're very cool. They're a protected species. In can Peru. you still take? their fibers no No. damn um and then coarse coarse fibers which most sheep like any sheep would have a coarse fiber there aren't that many sheep that have other than um some merino would have a finer sheep fiber uh the kiviet is beautiful and it's the fiber that i use the most of these days and the guy that i get it from lives in quebec city he processes it all he has friends that are hunters that go to Banks Island to hunt, and they'd be most of them would be from Nunavut going there to hunt. They only give out a certain number of licenses every year to hunt these animals. Totally mm-hmm. regulated, and Banks Island is massive. But I think there's only about 100 to 200 people that actually live there okay. year round, and they're there for four months for the hunting season, maybe getting one muskox and they use every bit of the animal to feed their communities and their families and this guy that i know from quebec city buys the hides from them shaves them sells the skin and then processes all the fibers off of the hides so he picks all the hair out by hand so the hairs would be maybe six inches long some of them so there's the coarse hairs and then there's a finer hair and then there's the kiviet which is the undercoat so He has a machine that takes those smaller hairs out and then he processes the undercoat with a cart, just a hand operated carting carting. machine. Wow. And they are the most beautiful fibers. Where's Banks Island? It's Northwest Territories. Okay. It's, it's the largest island of the Arctic archipelago. Wow. Or maybe second largest, something like that. Like Baffin Island's not. It looks like a dog. Yeah, I th- maybe it's second. Baffin's probably the biggest. I think. I think yeah. it is. I think it is. It's huge. There, I mean, the the space up there is massive. They're all right. huge. Right. I'd love to go. 
Yeah. I was kind of wishing that is one of the questions in your box, where in the world would you go if you could go anywhere? Um, where in the world would you go now. if you could go anywhere? <laughs> Thanks Zoe. for asking. Banks Island. Ah. <laughs> cool. You don't mind being cold though, right? No. Like, no I, love I it. passed you on the road the other day riding your bike in the slush snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on my way on Brook Valley Road, which is a twisty turny country road. My bike hills. tires have better treads than our car tires. Oh, I wow. think I'm safer on my bike. Perfect. Yeah. I love the winter. You're an animal. You're a wild animal. <laughs> You're like a muskox. <laughs> That's not the sound of muskox being. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine they sound like. <laughs> yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, no, that wow. was more buffalo. Maybe. Yeah, you, uh, should, you should get a oh. muskox tattoo. It's clearly like Ooh, actually, your jam. that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I should just get um, kiviet fur, fur tattoo all over all over your whole body. Yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing these ads on Instagram for these socks that look like animal feet. They have tiger feet, like tiger paws and oh. cat paws. Mm. Instagram has you your number. No. I know, right? I clicked on the link to buy, but they're hundred percent, hundred percent polyester with spandex, and I thought that would not be a good choice because it would smell really bad. Yeah, yeah, and they'd be all slippery on the floor. Mm. You know, yeah, hmm. you wear them on your hands. It'd be it's, sunny. Yeah, I guess. Tell us about Cordwood Studio, Zoe. Hmm. Well, we bought the property about a year and a half ago. And when we were first looking, we had no intention of buying a property with a house on it. We were looking (laughs) purely at raw land to build on, build something small. But we were offered the property. So Dawn, the previous owner, offered the property to us. She knew that Ben and I were looking. And I grew up next to this property. She, my parents moved to the area in the late 70s. My mom was hired as a teacher at Book. Brook Valley School down the road. Hmm. And Dawn originally sold off half of her property to my parents and continued living on hers, did wonderful things, built the house herself with her partner at the time, was a midwife, gardener, cedar furniture builder, weaver, phenomenal lady. Right. And I grew up on partially on that property, spending a lot of time with her. And when she knew that Ben and I had been looking for property, she'd been renting it out. The house on the property for the last 10 years was living in the States. Oh. And I think the, it just started kind of percolating in her mind, the idea that, you know, maybe the time's right for me to sell this to Zoe and Ben. And she still owns a portion, a two and a half acre portion on the property. So if she decides to come back, that's hers. But she she sold the larger piece with the house and there's a cabin, gardens to us. And it's just such a beautiful spot with so much to offer. And the house is big and we don't need a house nearly that big. We don't have kids. We just have our little dog. So I wanted a studio and the main floor is perfectly set up for that. It's all open concept. It's about 700 square feet with Mm -hmm. bathroom kitchen all open on the main floor so i have that set up as studio space there's six big tables that are always there set up for me to teach and now for other instructors to come and teach and ben and i are living on the second floor and it just works out perfectly 
and we have so many ideas with the property, but we're just taking it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. right now it's just the, the one day workshops that I'm hosting and that will turn into longer, more immersive classes. And in the summers, mm-hmm. we really want to focus on outdoor education like and what? do um, next summer we're doing a food garden and forest series. So there'll be foraging, like mushroom wild foraging, edibles. wild edibles, nice um, building. Oh, I want to do it. We're going to be yeah. doing um, timber framing, which <gasps> is a new development that I can't say much about, but I'm so excited about it. Nice. Um, preserving, canning, fermentation, beekeeping, beekeeping, mica. Mm-hmm. We have bees on the property. There's oh. a guy. Yeah. They're not ours, but uh, the guy from, mm-mm, he's from Carlton Place. He's been oh. there for 10 years. His hives have been there for that long. And wow. we now have a good relationship with him. And every time he comes in, he drives up. I'm just like beeline down, beeline down. <laughs> and just <laughs> watch what he's doing. It's, right. it's so, so cool. Um, we're doing some chainsaw awareness and lessons in the spring, one of our nice. best friends is an arborist, and he's a lumberjack and has been doing competitions in northern Whoa. Ontario for, like, the last 10 years. He's such an awesome, awesome guy. Lumberjack so. competitions are <laughs> wow. kind of my jam. Oh. That's, like, my porn. <laughs> fucking, yeah. yeah. Oh, you'll love wow. Spencer. Yeah, oh, it's Spencer. Good. His last name isn't Gunn, is it? No. Phew. First um, crush. <laughs> garlic braiding pickling i don't know i already probably already said that but there's just so many cool phenomenal Thanks. courses that's so fun mm-hmm. so exciting but yeah. for this winter we have woodworking with amy webster of wildwood designs oh, leatherworking with willa oh, murray she's also doing a really cool class that i'm excited about that's uh, art and the and expression in relationships so you're building a mobile with found objects but it's also a day to really just talk and open up and spend the day with creative people that you want to have discussions about relationships and other things that are on their minds so that'll be really cool there's calligraphy with amanda Lewis. oh god she's so good mm-hmm. she had we have one next wednesday with her it's already full. Oh, and then this acting? Saturday, we have Islamic Geometry with Sebastian Bacharach. Wow. And he's doing another one in February. And Thread Painting with Bridget oh. Clarity. And then oh, Felt Making show. with me. What a great lineup. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's 27 classes total. From, Holy schnickers. Yeah, November to February. Wow. It's so in lot. Cordwood Studios in Brook Valley, Ontario, outside of Perth. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Go there. Yeah. Well, and we were talking earlier about how, like, someone who's not from here should consider coming out for a weekend just to go mm-hmm. to Fieldhouse. And mm-hmm. I would say to attend one of your workshops. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What get, a great and, weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get a tattoo. And get a tattoo. <laughs> and get a tattoo. Also get a tattoo. Yeah. Oh, well, and Sarah, you guys have been talking, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it'll be great just I, to have this so, space open to other people like Sarah doing tattooing. So and Sarah, you're thinking about doing some tattoos, like a tattoo the, residency. Yeah, I want to do tattoo residency out of the studio, Cordwood mm-hmm. Studio. And I also just want to move in there, so <laughs> I live there now. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't bring my kids. You can live in the attic. Perfect. Perfect. Spooky. <laughs> See you later, it's Greg. Beautiful. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Have fun, sucker. 
so you've taken like your your home and your studio and you've basically turned it into a public space like you've been doing workshops and exhibitions you were on the um brook valley studio tour yeah so what like what drew you to open up your studio as more of a public space i think having the house and just realizing that we don't need all of that space ourselves and it's, it's a lot that bigger comes than a car. from a yeah, than a jet and a lot bigger than a, a bike. Like, yeah, I think that all of those experiences that we've had living in small spaces or traveling and just realizing what you actually need and what makes you happy on a daily basis. Yeah, and just generally in North America, we have huge homes compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, and then accumulate lots of stuff, and I. You know, I just want to live pretty simply, and I do. I don't need much. And I think just having the house there as a shared community space is just such a good use for it. Mm -hmm. And people can come and experience the land and the workshops and it's really something that our community needs. Like, it's just really, it's gonna, I I feel like it's gonna be like the heart of the community. I feel like there's. Sorry. I, I just, I really do. Like, it's, we've needed a space like this for so long that um, doesn't have to do with the school necessarily. Right. Like, the school's great and everything, but it's, you know, the school. Yeah. So yeah, what's your vision for it? Well, I, I'd like to be able to share the space with people that don't have room themselves to be working on projects, whatever they may be. Right. So I'm there every day almost doing my filmmaking and I, you know, I had, there's extra space for other people there. Like I said, there's six huge tables set up permanently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for people to come and share the space in whatever they're doing, come and take part in the gardens. I love gardening Uh, other than felt making there, there isn't anything (laughs) I love more. Really? Uh, Yeah. So gardening is hugely important to me. Just building towards more of a self-sufficient, sustainable lifestyle is yeah, yeah is my goal. And for we have about a quarter acre of veggie gardens, which is a lot. And a we've lot. had like my sister helps out a lot with the harvesting and preparing of foods. Um, but you know, having that as a part of it too, for people to come and just pick and the the food and eat it, and you know, give mm-hmm. a donation if they want, or come and help with the gardens if they want, and just take part. And I do think of it as more of a community or barter system. Yeah. Right. And like, I love when communities don't deal in money mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can provide skills or share services or skills or whatever it may be. And I do that with my art as well. Like I put a price on my work and mm-hmm. often that's too expensive for a lot of people. For mm-hmm. me, it would be, I generally don't spend more than, you know, 50 to a hundred dollars on something who knows yeah. maybe if it's for a special someone, but you know, there's a lot of us that don't have that money to spend on something. And I think that that whole community feeling can really implement and anywhere mm-hmm. in art in property, in the garden, in the studio. And I think with people coming to the property for different reasons is always just a great way to promote every aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. So if people mm-hmm. are coming, like having woofers come is something that we're going to be doing next spring. So they can come work on the property, get fed, they're on their traveling. It's a great experience for them. Ben and I did it in New Zealand and we absolutely loved most of the experiences that we had. And it was so beneficial and it helped us out a lot. Right. And for us having this space for people to come and spend some time, save a little bit of money, 
put in some work, which is generally really fun work for the mm -hmm. people that are coming because they will see the profile and what we're doing on the property. So that kind of thing. And, you know, that brings people from all over the world to the property mm -hmm. and maybe they spread the word to somebody and, you know, down the road, something else happens. So I just feel like opening up the property in so many different kinds of ways is just this symbiotic yeah. relationship in yeah. everything yeah. that we're doing. So Yeah, totally. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really just want to live a really it's I'm homesteading like that's basically mm -hmm. and it seems weird to be making money off of doing that. Right. And that's why it's a little bit conflicting in a way like, well, why would, you know, somebody come here and spend money on doing this on my property when this is just the way I live and my lifestyle. Right. But at the same time, people live. want these experiences. Yeah. You know, I'm working my butt off to do these things. Mm -hmm. And if if people can benefit and take a class from somebody with a skill or in this area on my property where I can host that mm -hmm. workshop or class, then mm -hmm. everybody's winning. Yeah. 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 And you can buy like groceries. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't and need felt. groceries. I just You can grow buy them. fancy felt. <laughs> yeah. I can buy I mean, fa fancy fibers. Kiviet. 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 Yeah. Kiviet. Good Scrabble word. Q-I-V-I-U-T. No. no U. Wow. Oh, mm. that is a good word. If you have a Q and a V. Sometimes that's all you got, you know? Yeah. Q and a V. I don't Q play and a Scrabble. V and two I's. I played Scrabble once in my life. <laughs> I, I hated it. I hated every second of it. <laughs> I can't spell. That's my superpower. So you're homesteading. What else do you have going on? You have chickens, right? Mm-hmm. Just chickens and veggies. Are now. you going to get like a cow someday? A cow, or so, or like a cow to eat, or like a cow. <laughs> well, I was thinking it's my you can cow, spend Molly. your money on the grocery store, goats at the grocery yes. store on like cheese, right? But you can mm -hmm. just get a goat and a cow and pigs. We pig get your woofers definitely do all the pig and either sheep or goats. We oh. don't have enough pasture for cows. They right. need a lot, right? I was just curious because okay, so a lot of what you do seems to be all about community and like helping your community and being part of your community and community community. community. Community, Say that community, five times fast. I dare you. So, why are you so community minded? Why are you, are you like just really so nice? <laughs> yeah. What's up? What's up with that? Um, <laughs> you're raised. I, in I a grew up in Brook Valley. I think yeah. that you just yeah. have to yeah. be. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just think it makes sense, right? If something, if sh shit goes down and something happens, the community's there for you. Yeah. If you've mm -hmm develop those relationships um yeah going to brook valley school hey was a big part of it i was homeschooled and went brook valley school and you know just having my brother and my brother and sister and you know loving family and awesome community it's yeah it's been a big part of my life right on brook valley community style i think it's kind of interesting too how community-based felt making actually is and how it originated that way so and that kind of that whole side of felt making I, I wasn't really all that aware of until I started kind of digging deeper into the history of felt making and all of that and the large pieces of felt that would have originally been made by the Mongols and Scythians and all the Asiatic nomads yeah. in like three four hundred BC were all massive felt pro not all because they made a lot of art pieces as well but 
like yurt walls and carpets and saddles for their horses and camels were all huge, huge community projects that physically needed a community to build, which is just, it's just so cool. And that's that's one thing thinking about the direction that I'm taking by felt making right now and how I would love now that I have the space for it to actually start building more community projects, felt making projects. projects. Like I could build a yurt or walls or carpets and that kind of thing because everything shrinks. So when you make a felting project, you start about one and a third times bigger than the finished piece. Right. So it does need a community physically. Yeah. It's impossible Mm. to work a piece that large on your own. And often they drag things behind a horse to make large, large pieces of felt. So they just roll it up and the horse would drag it through the fields to bump it around into a fabric. That's amazing. Yeah. What? Cool. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Crazy, sexy, cool. (laughs) (laughs) On your website, you said something about being environmentally conscious and how you do your felt making. Is that a really big priority for you, like to do it in a way that's sustainable and not mean? Yeah, you mean? It is more and more. Yeah. When I first got into it, it wasn't something that I was thinking about all that much because I was just excited to be making felt and using all the materials I could possibly find. Right. And I was just buying stuff online and at stores all over the place. And it wasn't until I started really hearing about bad animal practices and shearers knocking the sheet out in order to shear them easily and chemical processing in acid dyeing warehouses and all of that so I really started digging deeper and in the areas where I couldn't dig deeper I just stopped buying entirely right there was one source in the UK that I was getting a lot of fibers from that it's just an online store. They don't have an actual physical store that you can go to. There's no phone number. There's no email address. You can't get in touch with anyone. And, you know, I just would, I just don't trust sources yeah, like right. that anymore. So I do want to know exactly where the farm is, who's cheering the animals, how the fibers are processed, how they're dyed, if they are dyed, and who's selling them to me. So they, it, there is a long chain of processes with fiber processing Mm -hmm. steps. I mean, yeah, it's like, there's a lot involved from actually raising the animal to me using the fibers. Right. So the, the fewer processing steps, the better in a lot of cases and the more local, the better, because, you know, it's just taken straight off the animal put Mm -hmm. through a de-herring machine, a carding machine and, Either the farmer is selling it to me or someone that works at the farm right, is right, selling right. it to me. So I'm sourcing all my fibers from fiber festivals now, which are all in the area, and trying to get as local as possible. So I've become a member of the Upper Canada Fiber Shed, and this is an organization full of fiber producers and fiber artists from Ontario. You have to be, I think it's within 400 kilometers of Sudbury, I think is the main location. And we all support each other and we promote each other. And it's a group of people that are really conscious about everything within the fiber community. And it's picking up a lot of momentum in just shows that I go to and festivals and sourcing. More and more people are staying away from acid dyes and fibers that are coming 
from overseas, from, you know, China or wherever they are processed or wherever mm-hmm. the animals and wherever the farms are. So it's been really cool to be a part of that. Like movement. kind of. To- it's a, it's yeah. a huge movement. And right now they're actually, we're working on a project where uh, an artist partners up with a farm and creates uh, a piece or a project and they're publishing a book that will showcase all of these Ontario made from the ground cool. up projects. Like it'll be like the farm, give a piece about the farm and the animals and mm-hmm. the artist and the, that's so cool. So they're going to the farms, photographing the farmers and the animals, and then they'll come to my place, photograph the piece that I'm making with those fibers and yeah. me and interview both of us, do an interview together and then publishing cool. the book. And oh I think God, there's 25 exciting. partnerships with farmers and nice. artists which is just something exciting yeah. within the fiber, within the Ontario fiber world to be a part of. How <laughs> do we become a member of the Ontario <laughs> fiber, fiber community? Just, just, just get an Angora rabbit. Oh. And that would be the easiest way. That's the first step anyway. Right? I have first step. a rabbit. Get the rabbit. Can I join? I have, I have a rabbit. I have Angora. <laughs> I have like some dreadlocks I saved from my cat. Can I join? <laughs> I made them into a bird nest. It's true. <laughs> yes. You made a bird nest? Not really. It's actually really crappy. It's more like a little bowl. I was trying to make a nest, but <laughs> I think I'm going to... I have a bunch of hair from Holly because we cut her hair short recently, so I might weave that in to make Ooh. it more nesty. It's kind of freaky. And then eventually when I'm done, I'll put it in a shadow box. A little cute little shadow box, you know? Oh. I gave Mel all my kids' hair. I had jars and jars. I still do. I... All the hair we cut. From I had the like kids a weird just goes sandwich bag of your kids' hair for a while. Oh, yeah. I, threw it out. I have my ponytail sitting in a drawer in one of my work tables. That I, I grow my hair and then cut it once I have the whatever the six inches and then donate it. <sighs> yeah. I just heard on the radio the other day that Pantene is no longer doing the oh. donate hair program because almost all wigs that they're selling now are synthetic. No kidding. People like synthetic hair over real hair. Ew, I would. So they're dropping the program, and now I just have this ponytail sitting there. That you know, so I, I can give it to you. Mel would love. I'll it. make something with it. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot. Okay. Greg's gonna cut his hair soon, and I said I wanted to do two. Give me the hair thick braids. I'll give you one braid. I'm gonna keep give one. Give me braid. the hair. Give me Greg's hair. <laughs> <laughs> you could just make little dolls. Yeah. What do you think of um, taxidermying your pet? <laughs> I don't think I would do it. I don't think I would. I like the idea of getting a taxidermied pet at a thrift store. Yeah, mm. but I I, I like don't taxidermy. want taxidermy. Like, yeah, I don't know. I put my cat down yesterday, and ew, he didn't right? close his eyes. Oh, mm. gizmo. I know. And I saw the vet like try to close his eyes, and they just it wasn't happening. Oh. And it really made me think. No, I don't want to taxidermy that. To have it's his like fake eyes looking at me from all different angles. Well, also. I was really, and I don't know Always what I expected, watching. but I was really, I did a bit of research on taxidermy a couple of years ago because I thought maybe that was something I wanted to do <laughs> with my life. Uh, oh yeah, you were you were doing hides and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I was really disappointed to find out like it's just the skin. Mm-hmm. Like they just take all the shit out and put like plastic molds or whatever mm-hmm. material of like the critter and then they just re- put a skin suit on it oh i guess i was expecting the bones aren't in there bones yeah, yeah. no 
Oh. Hmm. Like I don't want just skin on plastic. But maybe you could you could do that. I just want the bones. I love bones. Yeah. I'll keep. I'm like you're such a weird pervert. Human hair. What the fuck? But like, give me bones. a skull. <laughs> Any day, give me all the bones. Mm-hmm. Rattle down. I used bones. to have a kit. I used to have a kit in my trunk for uh, roadkill. <laughs> like to cut off their heads and keep their bones. <laughs> Skulls. Yeah, you're so right, you Sarah. just leave I'm everything other than the bones pervert. behind. Yeah, I'm the pervert. You're a pervert. Uh-huh. And now I'm squeamish, so I don't. I still want the bones, but I can't like do it myself. I was mm-hmm. like squirting brains out of like skulls with a pressure washer. I had like brain all over me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it wasn't grossing me out. But does it liquefy? No. Well, eventually, yeah. But they were fresh. There was chunky. Like chunks. Gross. Yeah. Gross. 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 <laughs> sweet meats. Sweet meats. Um, sweet meats. Liz Cooper, who's been on the show, her sister Louise has a crazy neighbor who, I guess, I don't know if he has cattle or what, but, or I think he hunts too, but he'll like string the heads between Mm -hmm. the barn and the tree. Like Mm -hmm. she's found all of these heads in the woods. And I guess he's just leaving it there so animals will eat all the stuff. Yeah. But, ew. Ew. Can you imagine going for a walk in the woods and you look up and there's like heads strung? (laughs) across the pathway it's very witch. yeah Mm -hmm. i threw a squirrel on top of a big brush pile in our driveway like parking lot and i didn't think it was all that weird and then people kept saying like when are you gonna get rid of that squirrel because they'd park next to this and it was just kind of like hanging by its tail (laughs) down from a brush pile that we were planning on chipping i was like it's just a squirrel it's a dead squirrel what why is it so if i can deal with gross dead animals i just throw it up there so billy doesn't then rub in it so it's like oh sweet big brush pile throw all the dead animals on top yeah and then they'll just like dry out and the sun will bake them on the top it's the best spot for them it is i have two dead mice in my kitchen oh right now oh Mm -hmm. yeah i when you like open a drawer and it's like ow whoa i was not (laughs) expecting a dead end. I'm again. I'm so squeamish now. Like I opened the drawer and I like physically threw myself across the kitchen and it hurt my like hurt my hip bones. Yeah. On the counter on the other side. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know why. Sorry, we have one more question for oh, you. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. What have you been listening to lately? Hmm. Well, basically CBC because we don't have internet mm. at the house still. So yeah, a lot of a lot of that. And I mm-hmm. I know exactly when the shows that I want to listen to are podcast on. playlist. I yes. Love that show. Mm. What's your favorite show on CBC? Um, I'm a huge Tom Power fan. He's are you I, great. Huh? I love yeah. Q. Now that Tom seems Power like a nice has guy. ignored him, I want to have so, a beer with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Greg hates him. <laughs> I also like Trevor Deneen and Evie Chiluatilu. What is, is it? that podcast playlist, or is it the other one? Wait, Trevor Delane. De- they I forget what the name of the show is now. Yeah, their podcast. Their playlist, podcast playlist. Yeah. yeah, good. I like um, Shortcuts. What's that? It's a newish one. It's Who? also a podcast. It's um, hosted by this Australian lady. Huh. Is it during the day? Mm, I can't remember. Who do you hate on CBC? Um, oh, I hate this is that. 
this is that yeah canada where is it mm-hmm. i kind of like it now i used to hate it now it, i like it yeah what about because news oh i like it. oh it's so good yeah so good what about the debaters Are you yes fan? yeah big fan big fan so many puns i love the french canadian that's it guy. yeah uh what's his name john nope nope <laughs> jean <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> he's the funniest person on the planet yeah so good he's so funny oh Dar- no D- Dan Sage. Yes. Dan Sage. Boom. Nice. CBC. Um, other than that, uh, right Valerie June. Huge yeah. fan. I could listen to Valerie June all day. It was my summer June. gardening anthem. What's your favorite song? <laughs> Ooh. I like Astral Plane a lot. Astral Plane, Valerie June. That day will come when you're ready. Just trust. Dancing on the astral plane, holy water cleansing rain, floating through the stratosphere. Brought me you see so clear. Is there a way for you to shine out fear from other worlds? But you can't say what he. How does it make you feel when you listen to it? Empowered. Yes. Yeah, totally. Like, I can do anything. That's a good song. <laughs> when I'm listening to her. It's a good effect for her. Yeah, sometimes. which is a, a great property song when you're just trying to get so much done. Get and shit done. Just feels so good. Also, Alejandra Ribera. I listen to a lot of her. It's more mellow, but absolutely beautiful. She recorded this album, her most recent album, at a little cottage in the woods they stayed there for a couple months i think it was and released this album after being there and it's just it's just beautiful and it blew my mind do you have a favorite song on that one soft place to land soft place to land nice You're tired, there's so much bruising Trying to find your way back home So scared of what you could be losing What you need to know I need a soft place to And how does that one make you feel when you listen to it? Just like, sorry. <laughs> like, cozy and comforted and beautiful. Just, yeah. Like your felt cowls. <laughs> like Kiviet. Like if I was just riding the back of a muskox, <laughs> digging my fingers into its undercoat. Wind in your hair. I just picture the painting that Melody would do because she's like hyper. I'm imagining the painting right Right? now. It's life size. Because Zoe's kind of like an Amazon warrior princess. I am extremely beautiful, tall, tall, blonde, but in like not the weak blonde way, like in a Nordic, like mousy brown. Viking. It's blonde. My hairdresser in elementary school told me my hair was mousy brown and I never that went back to her. That is not a nice thing to say. She my next Tuesday. To Basically just told me my hair was gray. Yeah. So then I, that's just... when I started cutting my own hair. It's like, yeah. 
Someone told you your hair was gray? Mousy, Mousy brown. brown. Oh. But like a mouse is gray. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like that weird ashy gray brown color. It's not a nice color. No. That is not, not a, a nice thing to say. <laughs> you have Especially to hair. a kid. And it's blonde. FYI. Yeah. You're a blonde. Deal with it. In the summer, my eyebrows go completely platinum blonde. Cool. You know, see, my hair's pretty dark, but I was a blonde as a kid, and I still have, like, blonde eyebrows and blonde eyelashes. If I don't put something in my eyebrows and eyelashes, I look like I have no hair on my face. (laughs) You know? I was also blonde as a little kid. Mm. That's all I got. Not anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) Sarah, what have you been listening to? Anything interesting? Oh, you mean not Dan Reader? I know, you can't say Dan Reader again. Who was the person you named when you wanted me to put on Dan Reader or that other person? Oh, uh, uh, no. I've been listening to, you know what I've been listening to? What? Like, hot hits pop radio. I I put it on when the kids get on. I listen to CBC all day. CBC's like my, my friend who's kept me, kept me, you know warm for 10 years or whatever uh being a stay-at-home mom you're like oh rita chelly i actually hate you but we're gonna hang out she's my friend of me fucking rita chelly uh i so, mean i love you babe <laughs> i mean i love you but when the kids get home i put on like i just scroll around until some like shitty song comes on and we fucking listen to pop music because they love it what's your favorite radio song when it comes on uh hotline bling ring hotline ring bling bling Since I left the city, you got a reputation for yourself now. Everybody knows and I feel left off. Girl, you got me down, you got me stressed out. Cause ever since I left the city, you started wearing less and going out more. Glasses of champagne out on the dance floor. Hanging with some girls I never seen before. Used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love When I I feel happy It can only mean one thing By Canada's own Drake Drake. Or that guy from Degrassi He's such a cocksucker, I hate that guy Oh my god. Did you see did you guys see the video when Tom Mulcair was um, you know like running for whatever prime minister I almost said president. <laughs> You're American, you can't help it. Um he did a video for the Sour's 22 minutes and it was Tom Mulcair doing hotline bling and it was the funniest ever like in his sweater Amazing. Kind of like Drake. Yeah, no. Beard. But I heard this great song by Tom no, who is the guy who does the puns in the the uh, debaters? Oh, the host. Knows yeah, Steve Patterson. Steve Patterson. I heard yeah. Steve Patterson do a song called "Landline Ring," and it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to call it Lanark Bling," nice. and that was funny. Yeah. So. 
Hmm. Anyway, what have you been listening to? Sorry, that was bad. Uh, this is not my best episode. Uh, okay, so I was thinking about music, but then actually I've been nerding out. I've been pod nerding out lately. I am a bit of a pod nerd. Um, so last episode when Kim was on, she was saying that she really enjoys Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. It's a podcast. Yeah. Ira Glass. I fucking love Ira Glass. Was on Armchair Expert. I was like, how the fuck did you get him on there? He's like, holy shit. And then I listened to, um... I listened to a show called Allison Rosen is your new best friend. It's like a conversational chitty chitty chat chat show. She has like four, three or four people on with her each week and they just sort of chat and it's fun. I don't know. She's like my best friend on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's not, I mean, in the imaginary podcast sphere, not in my real <sighs> actual life. Frenemies. Yeah. Sarah and I are fighting now. Allison Rosen would be your new best friend too if you listen to her. Well, she is now. Anyway, Travis McElroy from My Brother, My Brother and Me. Have either of you guys listened to that show? No, but I often say My Brother, My Brother and Me because of that show because you listen to it. So that was one of the seminal podcasts for me when I started listening to them all the time. This this American Life. (laughs) And then My Brother, My Brother and Me was one that I binged for like a couple of years. And Travis McElroy. The middle brother was on Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Wow. So blew my mind a little bit. When worlds collide, when worlds collide. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Are you a fan of Wiretap? Either of you? Yeah. I haven't listened to it in a really long time. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I have. For a long time. He started 15 years ago or something. I mean, he's he's not no longer on CBC. But I love jonathan goldstein i think i feel like oh yeah he yeah, reminds yes. me of, of ira glass, glass. absolutely and, well and they're yes. like pals yes. they do stuff okay, well, oh, okay. yes <laughs> yeah I didn't even know are they yeah. yeah yeah he's definitely been and ira glass has written books too right yeah, yeah. i think so he's recently divorced is Ooh. he Just so you, i believe he's heterosexual so you ladies out there who are also heterosexual he's available <laughs> <laughs> he's very busy that's probably why he yeah. had a divorce yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know he's like in his sixties? No. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds so young. I know. I'm Ira. Yeah. I'm in only in my early twenties, so Yeah, it's that gonna be a long very time until you're to in your sixties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so guys. Zoe. You've been a pleasure. Is oh, there anything you would like a, to plug? What a pleasure. <laughs> you're a treasure and a delight. Um, you can find me and my felt work at zoe.emily.designs on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Zoe without a Y. Okay. Yes, and just spell your... it for us. Z-O-E dot E-M-I-L-Y dot well, designs. Z-O-E umlaut. Yes. Right? But you don't need the umlaut there. But... If you want to email me, use the umlaut. How do you? I'll I take you more seriously. I don't know how to. Um, <laughs> I often think about that. I don't know how to put the umlaut on the e. Yeah, it's, it's tricky because different computers do. Uh, yeah, it's. Different. I think about the but umlaut hold, every time I write. Try your this name. one. Hold the e down and see if you can get. An and umlaut. it will pop up. And then you right could now. you can just scroll to the appropriate accent because it'll That's have all cool. the different yeah. e accents. Yeah, get it right, Sarah. Get it oh, straight. it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, as for the Cordwood Studio, you can find us oh at God, the right. Cordwood Studio, and that's cord like a cord of wood, C O R D. 
uh, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Or www.thecordwoodstudio.com. So and are, are all of your workshops on the Cordwood site? Yes. So people can look at what's coming up and mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. you sign up for the courses online and everything? We don't have the registration page up. So right now you just call or email to register. Perfect. But we will soon. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> As Sarah would say. I, I, I've been known to say that. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's Gano. Speak. Perfect. Where can we find you? In your closet in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, she you, means it. I fucking mean it, girl. Look out. Look out. But don't. Don't. <laughs> Look out. I'm so <laughs> I'm not feeling well today. So I'm sorry. And you're welcome. <laughs> you can find me on the internet. I'm on Facebook, Sarah Wright. <clears throat> Sarah with an H, so <laughs> get it straight, okay? Sarah. Don't get it twisted. No, the I'm, H is at I'm the joking. end. Oh. It's actually S-H-A-R-A. People Shara. do that all Shara. the time. Shara. I'm not fucking kidding you. How many people do you know named Sarah? Probably 20, hmm. right? I'm the new Dave. These are the Sarahs I know, I know. Right, right, right. I can tell you how many people are like, Sarah, S-H-A-R-A. I'm like, no, that's not how you spell that, you nimrod. I just taught a Christina Mm. on Sunday. K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. That's a lot. But that's... Why? That's misspelled. Do you tell her how come? The second why, that's not how you're supposed to pronounce that. That's like Christina. Yeah. (laughs) Christina. Christina. So that was fun. Oh, oh, also I'm on Instagram. LittleRightCrew.art. Yeah. Just the tip. Hand poke tattoos. Yeah. But you have all the tattoo stuff on that Instagram, right? On you don't my have a little right crew dot art. Cool. Art. Art. And um and yeah, Sean, it was a clever idea to call it just the right stuff art. But not that clever. Who said that? <laughs> Sean. Just the right stuff. He's like, Why well, isn't your stuff just the right? Stuff. stuff art Ooh. <laughs> it's like uh, but when i was a doula i was doula birthright mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah yeah just yeah. a tip <laughs> that's my doula name just the tip doula <laughs> let me get in there that's my catchphrase just the tip just the tip <laughs> where, where, can we, to, where can we find you melody stark weather art um <laughs> melody stark yeah that's it <laughs> you, you say it. i love when you say it um, the- you can find me at melodystarkweather.ca. Wow. And all of the social media links are there. I make portraits. Sarah and I are doing a childcare trade so we can actually both get work done so she can do tattoos and I can get back mm. to painting. So I'm getting back to painting. She's going to start painting my tattoos and I'm going to start tattooing her paintings. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Your job's going to be yeah, easier than mine. <laughs> yeah, but, what are you getting into, oh Sarah? My God. <laughs> so lifelike. <laughs> I'm just going to cut people's faces off and sew it to their arm. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. That's so scary. Ah! All right. That's my straight to Patreon. Perfect. I also wanted to say how much I'm in love with my sweet potato that Sarah is doing on my bicep. Yes, on your your little sweet potato, Mm, on your big sweet potato. I flex it every day, multiple times. Uh, How's the healing going? 
great. Feels yeah. awesome. Heals yeah. up real fast, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have a present for you. Let's do it. Yeah, Reach got- on into Zoe's bag. <laughs> Felt fibers. Don't get a paper cut. Ooh. 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 Zoe just handed us a gift. We're opening it now. <gasps> oh, wow. What is it? It's a it's tiger a print. It's a tiger print. Oh, my God. Oh, my Zoe. God, Zoe. Oh, it's, oh, so, it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Zoe, it's so great. Let's take a picture right now. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on now. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's gorgeous. Do you want to sell these on our website? Uh, Do you want to make guess? like a bunch of these? Oh no, yeah. that's me. Okay. So I'm gonna plug the show real quick. Do it. Okay. So you can find Teach Me Tiger on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows. Everything is also on our site, teachmetigerpodcast.ca. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could share it with your friends or your family, your boss, your really wealthy friend, your neighbor, wealthy wealthy family, your uncle. <laughs> Your aunts, your cousins, <laughs> your step family, <laughs> your pen pal. Yeah. Most of all, your pen pal. Also, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't yet. Do it. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash teach me tiger podcast. And for as little as $2 a month, you get access to our bonus content. And there's bonus content from every single episode, not to mention other perks at different reward levels so perks please. perks perks how do you spell perk perk p-e-r-k is this a trick question <laughs> i saw p-e-r-q once oh no what that's have i been real. spelling perk wrong all this all time, this time? Wait, have you been <laughs> spelling it with a q <laughs> no, no. yeah Perk. Join us on Patreon for some Perks. members only spelling lessons. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so good. Super fun. Uh, um, thank you so much to Zoe for coming on here today. And thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you. Thank you. But most of all, thanks to me <laughs> for being here. <laughs> I'd like to thank myself. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. <laughs> You're so welcome. Zoe, do you have something you want to say to me? Thanks, Mel. And remember, <gasps> it's, it's a, a jungle, jungle out there. there. <laughs> wow, that was great. Teach me, Tiger, how to tease you. Closet in the middle.
middle of the night. 